Everything in your life is temporary. But the spiritual treasures, the things that are built up in your heart will last. And they will produce something great in you. Don't lose faith. You're listening to a sermon from the river. Join us as we learn to love one another as family, sharing the gospel in all its depth with a spirit of worship and an atmosphere of community. You can watch our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, or on our website, but we really hope you'll join us in person in Durant, Oklahoma. As you jump into this message, may God give you ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church today. But we want to say want to say hello to everybody watching online that couldn't be here today. We just thank you for participating anyway. Penny, uh, Frank Feets, you know you're always watching and we love you and miss you. Can't wait to have you back here in the house. Tammy, hello. And everybody else whose names I can't see because I don't know how to work Facebook Live well enough. Just want to thank you guys for joining us and just uh, we hope that this is ministering to you today wherever you're at, and that God is working in your lives right now. And we're thankful We're thankful for technology that will allow you, even when you're sick, even when you have to isolate, even when you just cannot make it, that you're still able to participate in the body of Christ. Uh, but someday we can't wait to have you back in the room with us, right? Uh, all right. So, just if anybody is in the room that does not understand what's going on or what all happened, just want to clarify Dr. Holler uh, was our, our apostle. Uh, he and his wife were the pastors of our church here for years. They were teachers in our church even before that, and uh, family to, to all of us. And so he, he passed away this week, and so we're going to, you know, the service is a little bit different. We're honoring him today, and we just uh, got got some people that are that are hurting in this room, and because because we all loved him so much, and so if things seem a little little funny today, just know that we're just uh, we're all just honoring him right now. We're and we're also grieving his loss, but we're celebrating his life, and we're thankful that right now he is healed, healthy, happy, happier than he's ever been. Like I said, talking to Paul right now in heaven, and uh, enjoying the presence of God. Honestly, I don't know. Once he got to heaven, he might have been less interested in Paul and just ready to go see ready to go see Jesus. But uh, the, Paul can wait. We'll talk later. We'll talk theology later. I got to see God face to face now, right? That's going to be the good days. Um, so today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be kind of stealing a little bit, stealing Dr. Holler's sermon. And it's a, you know, I've made it my own. It's not exactly what he preached, but I wanted to share some of his stuff today and uh, words from him. And uh, I'm going to start off by actually sharing a, a really old, like you've probably, you've probably heard it before too many times probably, but it's been so long, I'll admit, since I've heard it. It was one of those, one of these illustrations, one of these stories that if you, if you were in the church in like 2003 with uh, all the email forwards that life could throw at you, then you heard this story, you know, every sixth service, but then finally we, we stopped forwarding emails and got into, uh, Facebook Messenger chain chain links, you know, it's, it's, uh, we we lost some of these stories. So I feel like I haven't heard it in a long time, and it's a it's a good one. 
It says, a wealthy man and his son loved to collect rare works of art. They had everything in their collection from Picasso to Raphael, and they would often sit together and admire the great works of art. When the Vietnam conflict broke out, the son went to war, and he was very courageous and died in battle while rescuing another soldier. The father was notified and grieved deeply for his only son. And about a month later, just before Christmas, there was a knock at the door, and a young man stood at the door with a large package in his hands. He said, Sir, you don't know me, but I am the soldier for whom your son gave his life. He saved many lives that day, and he was carrying me to safety when a bullet struck him in the heart, and he died instantly. He often talked about you and your love for art. The young man held out his package. I know this isn't much. I'm not really a great artist but I think your son would have wanted you to have this. The father opened the package, and it was a portrait of his son, painted by the young man. He stared in awe at the way the soldier had captured the personality of his son in the painting, and the father was so drawn to the eyes that his own, son, that his own eyes welled up with tears. He thanked the young man and offered to pay him for the picture, and he said, oh, no, sir, I could never repay you for what your son did for me. It's a gift. The father hung the portrait over his mantle, and every time... Visitors came to his home. He took them to see the portrait of his son before he showed them any of the other great works that he had collected. The man died a few months later, and there was to be a great auction of his paintings. Many influential people gathered, excited, overseeing the paintings and having an opportunity to purchase one for their collection. And on the platform sat the painting of the son. So the auctioneer pounded his gavel. We'll start the bidding with this picture of the son. Who will bid for this picture? There is a silence in the room. Then a voice in the back of the room shouted, We want to see the famous painting. Skip this one. But the auctioneer persisted. Will someone bid for this painting? Who will start the bidding? 100? 200? Another voice abruptly shouted angrily, We didn't come to see this painting. We came to see the Van Goghs, the Rembrandts. Get on with the real bids. But still the auctioneer continued, The sun, the sun. Who will take the sun? Finally, a voice came from the very back of the room. It was the longtime gardener of the man and his son. He said, I'll give $10 for the painting. Being a poor man, it was all he could afford. We have $10. Who will bid 20 Give it to him for 10 Let's see the masters. $10 is the bid. Will anybody bid 20 The crowd was becoming angry. They didn't want the picture of the son. They wanted more worthy investments for their collection. The auctioneer pounded the gavel. Going once, going twice. Sold for $10. A man sitting on the second row said, now let's get on with the collection. The auctioneer laid down his gavel and said, I'm sorry, the auction is over. What about the other paintings? I'm sorry. When I was called to conduct this auction, I was told of a secret stipulation in the will. I was not allowed to reveal that stipulation until this time. Only the painting of the sun would be auctioned, and whoever bought that painting would inherit the entire estate, including the paintings. The man who took the sun gets everything. Amen. There's a lot of things we can chase in this life. But if you chase Jesus, everything else will be added to you. You get everything else. All the blessings that God has to offer come when we chase the sun. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, starting at verse 1. Holy Spirit, I thank you. You are the great teacher, and we thank you for the spirit of revelation in Christ Jesus. God, that you would quicken our hearts and minds to hear your word today, Jesus. 
God, we break the we ask that you would break through all the cacophony of noises, words, distractions, what's going on in our hearts and minds right now, God, and that you would speak, Jesus. We know that your word is living, powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And we know it's going to cut right to the right spot in us today. In Jesus' name, we just receive it right now. Amen. Ephesians 1.1. Paul. Dr. Hall liked Paul, didn't he? Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with, with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to adoption, to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Can we just praise the glory of his grace right now? Jesus, we praise the glory of your grace. You are good. Your grace is good, God. Thank you, Jesus. He lavished. Oh, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity in all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. You are an heir of all these things in Christ Jesus. Because you have been adopted to sonship, you are an heir. And we're going to talk about today what it means to be an heir. One thing is it means somebody died. Because, you know, you don't get the inheritance when you die. But when the benefactor dies, you don't have to wait to get to heaven before you get these spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus, before you get your inheritance as a son and as a daughter of God. You don't have to wait to get to heaven. You can have those blessings right now. Right now. It means somebody died. It means something that was given. Something was given. And that somehow death has no sting. We'll get to that one in a minute. But something was given. Spiritual treasures is what was given. What treasures? This, this verse talks about some of those treasures. Just a handful of them. You know, unity. All the mysteries. Wisdom. Redemption. Glorious grace. Forgiveness of sins. Election. Blamelessness. Purpose. Adoption, holiness, riches of grace, pleasure, understanding. These are just some of the spiritual blessings that you inherited in Christ Jesus. These are the spiritual treasures. Dr. John T. Holler said, The greatest treasures of life are not material ones, but spiritual ones. If you're taking notes, write that down. The greatest treasures of life are not material ones, but spiritual ones. Say to your neighbor, I have spiritual blessings. Dr. Holler shared a story of when his grandpa passed away. He said, he said you know, I, I am the, the heir of my grandpa. And when my grandpa passed away, he said that he, he lived across the street from him. And when he died, he saw all the kids and cousins and everybody come storming in, swarming in like ants, going into the house and start picking through the things that grandpa had, started looking at his tools and claiming this and that, and he, he's watching from across the street, and grandma's not stopping him from anything. She's just letting him get what they want. And he said, you know, I thought about going over there and just breaking him up, stopping it, 
didn't like the way it looked. The just going over there grubbing over his stuff. But he said, you know what? If I just go over there, it's just going to start a fight. And he walked back in the house. He said, you know, it's like Grandpa always said. Then he stopped himself. He said, you know what? I realized in that moment, I already had the best inheritance from my grandpa. He said, I spent my life with that man. I, I knew him. I spent time with him. They didn't know him. They didn't spend time with him. They didn't care about him. I got the real inheritance. He said, I didn't, I didn't need the vice grips. He said, Grandpa taught me things. I could go and get my own vice grips. He taught him about life. He taught him about character. He taught him about hard work. The stories that his grandpa taught him, that he would pass on in sermons that you would all hear here at this church, that was the, inher- that was the inheritance that he got from his grandpa. The greatest inheritance, the greatest treasures are not material ones. They're spiritual. Lay up treasures where thieves don't break in and steal. See, spiritual treasures cannot be taken away. You can steal just about anything in this life, whether it's nailed down or not. Uh, In in the Czech Republic, (laughs) a group used a crane to dismantle a bridge. They stole a bridge, an entire bridge, and about 650 feet of railway track in broad daylight to use as scrap metal. They had a crane, and the police came by, thought something suspicious was happening, and they go up to these guys to check on it. And the, these guys show them fake paperwork saying, oh, yeah, we're, we're putting up like a bicycle bridge here. We're, we're, you know, we're rebuilding. We're commissioned to do this. So the police went about their way. And sure enough, these guys stole the bridge. They stole the train tracks. And here's the, here's the sad part. It was worth about $6,300. Man, I've had, to, I've had to rent some heavy equipment before. I can't imagine they made much profit after they got a crane out there to steal $6,000 worth of scrap metal, an entire bridge. Uh, But anything you have in this life, nailed down or not, it's temporary. It's not going with you. You know, there's there's a there's a joke about a man who uh who really wanted to be buried with his gold. He got it in a locked box, locked suitcase, and was buried with it. And then then you know he was holding it in his grave, you know, waiting to go to heaven. When he got to heaven, he carried it up there. He had it had it with him. Got to the pearly gates and saw Saint Peter. And Saint Peter said, "Hey, what's in the box?" You know. So he opens up his suitcase, peeks inside, and Peter says, "You brought." Pavement? Yeah, streets paved with gold. But no, you can't take it with you. You can't line your pockets with it and, and carry it with you to heaven. But spiritual treasures will last. As the physical things, as Cody said, you know, that, that Dr. Holler told him to hold his, you know, keep his heart like a revolving door. That there would be people coming in and out of his life, and sometimes you have to let them go. Everything in your life is temporary. But the spiritual treasures, the things that are built up in your heart will last. And they will produce something great in you. Don't lose faith. Let me tell you that right now. In this moment, do not lose faith. Do not lose faith that our God is a miracle-working God. Do not let the enemy come in and steal your faith. Do not let the enemy come in and steal your joy. Do not let the enemy steal these spiritual treasures. Remember what Dr. Holler instilled in you. Did he tell you that God was a healer? Did he tell you that it's God's will to always heal? So don't, don't let that be stolen from you in this moment. 
We're going to honor his memory. We're going to honor his legacy by continuing to believe what the Bible says, what the Word of God says, that God is a good God, that God is a healer, and that he loves you. And it's not about what you've done. It's about who he is. Don't lose faith. Spiritual treasures work their way from the inside out. So spiritual treasures can't be taken away, but spiritual treasures work their way from the inside out. Before anything natural happens in your life, it has to first happen in the spirit. Dr. John T. Haller. You want to take that note down? Before anything natural happens in your life, it has to first happen in the spirit. Ephesians 1 that we just read is talking about you in all this. See, in Ephesus, there are people just like you. There were people with jobs. There were people with wives. There were people with kids. There were people with cranky bosses. There were people with bad attitudes about their cranky bosses. And there were people who didn't do just everything just right all the time. You do everything right all the time? And yet Paul saw them not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. He saw who they were in Christ Jesus. And what in the, what's in the Spirit will work its way out. Two Montana rednecks are out hunting. And they are walking along when they come upon a huge hole in the ground. They approach it, amazed at the size of it. The first hunter says, wow, that's, that's some hole. I can't even see the bottom. I wonder how deep it is. Second hunter says, I don't know. Let's throw something down there. Listen and see how long it takes to hit the bottom. First hunter says, hey, there's an old automobile transmission over there. Give me a hand. We'll throw it in and we'll see. So they pick it up together, carry it over, and count one, two, three, as they heave it in the hole. They're standing there, listening, looking over the edge, waiting to hear the sound, when suddenly they hear a rustling sound behind them. And as they turn around, they see a goat come crashing through the underbrush, run up to the hole, and dive straight into the hole. They're standing there wondering, what in the world was that all about, looking down into the hole, when an old farmer saunters up. Say there, says the farmer. You fellers didn't happen to see my goat around here anywhere, did you? First hunter says, funny you should ask that. We were just standing around here a minute ago, and a goat came running out of the bushes, going about 150 miles an hour. Jumped head first right into the hole. Old farmer says, that's, that's impossible. I had that goat tied to an old transmission. You used, to be, you used to be tied to your flesh. You were dragged around as a slave doing whatever the flesh wanted, whatever the flesh asked for. But now you are no longer a slave to sin. Now you have been transformed on the inside. And you're going to get that flesh in submission. And it's going to follow your spirit in Jesus' name. And the spiritual treasures that you have on the inside where the enemy can't take them away, 
They are going to work their way from the inside out. Spiritual treasures will work their way from the inside out. And I call it right now, in Jesus' name, God, I ask that people in this room would begin to see transformations in their lives. The things that they've been wanting to shake off for so long, God, I call freedom from those things, God. The healing that needs to happen on the outside that's already done on the inside when Jesus died on the cross and took stripes on his back 2,000 years ago, God, I call it to the outside right now in Jesus' name that these spiritual treasures would begin to produce a harvest in the natural in Jesus' name. And we thank you, God, for the victory that we already have in Christ Jesus, that we are already victors. We are not victims in the name of Jesus. You have spiritual treasures, and they will work their way out in Jesus' name. So stop looking at the flesh. Stop looking at each other according to the flesh, and begin to see yourself in the Spirit right now, because you are no longer a slave to the flesh. You are a slave to the Spirit in Christ Jesus. Amen. Spiritual treasures provide natural treasures. Natural treasures do not provide spiritual treasures. On the contrary, spiritual treasures provide natural treasures. Dr. John T. Haller, giving you guys some quotes today. Natural treasures do not provide spiritual treasures. On the contrary, spiritual treasures provide natural treasures. Dr. John T. Haller. Whatever happened to Patrick, Patrick Henry, governor of Virginia, whatever happened to his estate, who got it? Where did it go? Where did all that money go? Do you know? Anybody know? No? Do you care? 700, 700 acres that he had on his uh, Red Hill farm. Do you know who has it now? Do you care? You don't even care. What did Patrick Henry really leave us? Is life so dear or peace so sweet to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. That's what Patrick Henry left us. Now, you don't care about the estate. That's something that will get you your own estate. That message, spiritual treasures will produce natural treasures. Whatever happened to Peter's fishing boats? Who got them? Do you care? What did you get from Paul? What inheritance inheritance do we care about from Paul? This is that which is spoke of by the prophet Joel. In the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Natural treasures are nice. We all want some natural treasures, right? But spiritual treasures will produce natural treasures. That attitude that Patrick Henry had produced this country that we are living in today. All the blessings that we have in this country, all the freedoms that we have in this country, came from something on the inside of a group of men. Spiritual treasures can be partaken of right now. They're not just for someday when you go to heaven. Remember, the inheritance comes when somebody else died. When Jesus died, that inheritance was given, not when you die. There's a library not far from here with all sorts of treasures of knowledge. 
but I get my books even farther away. My books are stored in the cloud. And by that, I don't mean heaven, nor do I mean that my e-books, or let's be real, audiobooks, are uh, less accessible after a heavy rain. They're stored in servers, maybe in Dallas, maybe in California, or for all I know, in Amsterdam, drawn out on a diagram using a little bubbly shape that represents node after node of things that the diagrammer wouldn't bother detailing. In this cloud, these troves of information, insight, comfort, and entertainment that we'll just call books are stored far away. But that's not where they're meant to stay. Mere Christianity, the Pilgrim's Progress, Fantasies, the Pilgrim's Regress, Moonwalking with Einstein, Sphere in the Plex, the Ravagamuffin Gospel, Little History of Economics. The books are meant for me, for here, for now. The storehouse is far, but the data is accessible in a moment. I don't have to go to the cloud to get them. All I have to do is call for it. Alexa, you Jezebel, play tea with Hezbollah. And boom, traveling at the speed of light over fiber, then fluctuating as electrical pulses and siphon down radio wave floating by my pocket where uh, my cell phone is not so discreetly concealed comes, and I'm describing this probably in the most unscientific terms since uh, Dave Barry got lost in cyberspace with squirrels, comes information. And there I am in the shoes of another man reading while black, gaining knowledge, insight, proving the case for Christ with Lee Strobel, who I've never had the pleasure of meeting face to face. The treasure, the inheritance is spiritual. And its storehouses are spiritual. But don't think that makes it far away, inaccessible, or meant for the sweet by and by. What Jesus left you is meant for today. And like a book forgotten and left on the shelf, it's of no value till you see it, pick it up. Take those treasures for today. Take your inheritance. Somebody died, something was given, and yet somehow death has no sting. The Bible calls death the final enemy. And oh man, death, he must have thought he had Jesus beat. You know, when those angels moved out of the way and let those demons through, they thought, what's going on here? I guess, you know, well, let's take advantage of it. Let's go get him while we can. And then that, you know, Jesus didn't fight back. They thought, oh, well, we finally found his weakness. It's his love. It's his, it's his peacefulness. It's all this, you know, all this mercy and grace. Yeah, now we can get him. And as he opened up his heart and blood and water flowed, the death must have thought, man, I got, I got it. I got it. I finally did it. Satan, did you, see, did you see it? I got him. He's dead. But as the walls of death closed around Jesus, you know, as that darkness set in and, and that he took off the flesh and he put on the spiritual. <laughs> he took off the, the mortal and put on immortality. And boom, he comes out of that grave. Amen? He rose up out of that grave. And that same victory awaits you. 
Death, where is your victory? Hell, where is your sting? You don't have it. You don't have it. Christ has already won the victory over death. And when John closed his eyes, the next thing he saw was the face of Jesus. And he was not, (laughs) he's laughing at death right now. Nice try. Life has overcome in Christ Jesus. So somebody died and something was left for you, but death has no sting. So you know what? While an inheritance on earth may be a bit bittersweet, the inheritance that Christ left you, there's no bitter to it. It's only sweet in the name of Jesus. And because he was victorious, you are victorious. If you take the son, you get it all. If you take the son, you get it all. I want you to bow your heads right now. If there is anybody in the sound of my voice, whether you're here or online, and you have not received Jesus, it is that simple. He did the work. If you take the son, you get it all. The call is to believe in Jesus because he died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again. That means your sins are already dealt with. Death is already dealt with. The gap is already covered. Just receive by faith. Pick up that book. Pick up that treasure trove of knowledge. Take that inheritance. Accept what the Father has done for you. The River is a ministry supported by the generous and faithful financial blessings of those it ministers to, given out of free will and completely uncoerced. We believe that this has always been God's plan for the church. If that's you and you've been blessed by our church, by this podcast, or by our live streams, please consider giving. You can do that by going to theriverdurant.com and pressing the Give button. Donations are done through PayPal, so they're simple and secure. Thank you for helping us share the gospel of grace in Christ Jesus and putting up with my son talking in the background while I'm trying to record this. 